0: Sunday night edition of the captain's quarters, and for this special edition, we have gone up above the border of the United States and we are bringing in our guest via our Zoom chat here from the streets of Malton via Mississauga, Ontario. She is a graduate of Battle Arts Pro out of I believe the Toronto area. We will get into all that, but everybody, please welcome Amy Crimson to the show. Amy. Welcome.
1: What's up, Chris and Squad? Honestly, I'm so happy that you guys actually want me to be on this podcast. Um, so I'm glad to be here.
0: Um, yes, I'm glad that we finally <laughs> got us Now, Now, for everybody in the chat and anybody listening and watching later on, Amy reached out to us uh, a, a while ago while we were kind of in the midst of doing a, a hell of a lot of stuff. Schedules just didn't line up, and Amy hit us back up, so we had to bring her in. We had to have a, 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 Christopher. Correct me if I'm wrong. You can write it in the chat, or or just say it to us. But uh, Amy is our second Canadian wrestler on our show. Correct. That is Christopher gave me the correct. So Amy, welcome as being the number two, not the number two, but the second Canadian on our show. So thank you.
1: You're welcome. It's always a pleasure. Like I noticed that, like a lot of people, when I do podcasts on, like from where Americans, they're like, "You're so polite and you're so nice." I guess it's just like a Canadian thing. So totally basically, a
0: Canadian thing. Yes, <laughs> totally a Canadian thing. We we I love Canada. The Oh uh, Canada, the national anthem is my favorite national anthem. My family hates it whenever it comes on because I literally belt it out at the top of my lungs singing it. I'm I'm a little crazy for Oh Canada. I, I, I love it.
1: Well, you gotta love Canada. We have a beautiful atmosphere, we have beautiful scenery, everything. got Tim Hortons, so Tim Hortons is awesome. Yes. The Tim everything. And we have double doubles, so
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa wait, 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 wait. Okay. Ex- explain this double doubles thing.
1: Okay, so a coffee. So we have regular coffee. So I think you guys have Dunkin' Donuts and I think you guys have Starbucks. Yep. But Tim Hortons, we have a double double. So it means either two cream, two sugar, or two milk, two sugar. So that's like kind of like our thing, like, oh, hey, I'm going to get. A... And then we have triple triple. So then we have three milk, three cream, three sugar. So when you say, oh, when you have a buddy and you're like, oh, I'm going to Tim Hortons. Okay, get me a double double. And we just like, okay. <laughs> or give like me a triple.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I like it. We, a, a long time ago, a bunch of us, uh, Christopher, w- one of them, we actually went to Montreal, and I don't know what happened to the Tim Hortons in Montreal, but they did not understand our coffee order, and I, I think we got, like, all black coffees. <laughs> I'm not sure what happened, but it, it was a very interesting time. <laughs> but at, whenever I get back to Canada, I would like to have a regular coffee from Tim Hortons.
1: So, we usually say regular. So, regular okay. means one sugar
0: or one gotcha. cream. Yes. Yeah, so
1: that's okay. the little Canadian lingo. If you
0: guys. Okay. Like <laughs> Everybody remember that lingo. If you, if you get to Canada <laughs> and you want to get a coffee. Okay. So we start off way at the beginning. We will get into the whole wrestling stuff as we progress through here. But first off, we like to know what was a young Amy Crimson, like growing up in Canada.
1: You really want the answer to that? We um, we
0: totally want the answer to that.
1: Um, I was, I would have to ask my mom because, like, half this I don't remember. But, um, I could say I was a sassy um kid. I didn't get into trouble as much, but I was very a sassy, confident kid. Uh, mostly, would like basically play a lot of sports, and just like basically, I was like very close with my brother because my brother's two years younger than me, so we'd just be like wrestling and like basically i was like more like a tomboy kind of thing like not really your average girly girl just wrestling video games sports like that kind of thing
0: all the things we love to talk about here on the podcast so (laughs) so sports wise san not not including wrestling what what were you playing while you were growing up
1: um soccer i played a lot of soccer like a lot of, I love playing soccer and I was usually one of the girls that would basically, all the guys would be playing soccer and I'd just be playing and like, I just loved it. I played on my soccer team, I think for elementary and then all of high school, I was on the um, soccer team and basketball as well and volleyball. So I was very like athletic. So that was an oh issue if I was like to play sports. So I always like to gotcha. ke- keep busy with athletics.
0: So soccer was the number one that you would choose yeah what what position were you in soccer forward okay I played defense and I was absolutely Mm -hmm. terrible when I played soccer I I I, out of all the sports I ever played I hated soccer just because I had to run around so much and I was a bigger kid and I hated running around
1: like I love like I love the speed because like I'm very fast so because I'm only five feet like I guess I have the short little legs so I could run really fast and my coach would. My coaches would always be like, "Oh, you have to be left forward. Go, 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 go!" And like you're so fast, use your speed. So, I was basically. I was always athletic, so I always try to use my speed. And like I would always like to do th- like three pointers with basketball. Those are my, those are my techniques. I like that. I'm really good. So I'm Steph, Steph Curry with the shot. So, nice. <laughs>
0: now, was there was there ever a point in time where you thought about going into into soccer? As you got older, like into, into university and things like
1: that? Um, no. So like for wrestling, it's always everything I always wanted to be. So when I started watching wrestling at eight years old, um, I don't know what happened, but it just clicked. And I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life, like wrestling. So like an eight year old kid looking at it and being like, this is what I want to do. Like, that's all I ever wanted to do. I like in high school, I was like, okay, maybe like, I can do like hairdressing and then one day I did a bad haircut and I was like yeah no that's not for me. <laughs> I graduated high school and then Santino you know, Morella aka Anthony Carelli Battle Arts Academy. He already had the school open and at the time I was only 19. I'm 23 now. Um so I basically went there at the time didn't know how to do a roll to save my life. Didn't know how to do cartwheels. Was athletic but I wasn't gymnastic athletic gymnastic
0: athlete. Yep,
1: yep. and basically made a fool out of myself but toy was yuki um yuki when he was like a trainer at the time before he went back to japan and he saw something in me and he was like okay if you promise me to like basically work hard and everything i'll allow you in the program so i was a 19 year old kid and that's how i started wrestling um and i've been wrestling ever since to be honest
0: Thanks. Now, when I when I looked up battle arts, it seemed like it was, was it like half like a mixed martial arts school and a half wrestling school?
1: Well, I still go there. I haven't graduated. Um, I still go there. I'm a former battle arts women's champion and I do um, shows. The only thing is now there's new girls coming. So I'm more like of a vet and like someone to look up to to basically like help the new girls out and stuff like that. Um, I'm also like basically like, I'm not just at battle arts, I'm also doing different shows as well. So it's basically like a different experience compared to when I first started. Um, But yes, it is a mixed martial arts school. It's like a dojo. So within my pro wrestling training, I also train in judo. So I have my green belt in judo, which my sensei is Anthony Carelli, AKA Santino Mala. So yeah.
0: Something I did did not know about Santino that he was into judo and uh, an instructor.
1: Yeah, so he's my sensei and he has his black belt in judo and it's one of the most funnest classes you can ever have. Like there's times where he's thrown me on the ground and I went, I felt winded and like it's like it's a sucky feeling like it sucks. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, like he makes you laugh while you feel winded. So it's pretty fun and it's pretty fun. Like I don't think I could ever learn judo from someone else, to be honest.
0: So now you said you were a green belt and Santino is a black belt. So I took a long time ago, like American Kenpo karate. So what, what's the belt progression from where you are green to get to black now?
1: So you have um, blue is the next one. Then you have your stripes and then you have brown, red and black. Okay. So I still got a long ways to go. So I'm halfway there, but to get your black belt, you need to do um, a judo ontario test and basically know all the names of the moves and all and how to perform all the moves so that you can basically prove that you deserve to be a black belt so you take a test and i don't know if you take a practical test where you actually do all the moves but then that happens and then you get your black belt and then you're able to be a sensei and teach
0: nice any any weapons training with judo
1: um i'm not too i'm not 100 percent sure But I'm pretty sure there is because technically when you're a belt, a black belt, you're considered a natural weapon of your own because, like, you can, like, literally kill somebody if they don't know how to protect themselves. So I I believe so. I'm not too sure. I'm not 100% sure. So don't quote me on that.
0: Okay. Now, I I know this is a question about uh, Santino, but uh, since he is a black belt, do you know if his hands and feet are, like, registered as lethal weapons?
1: Most likely, I would believe so, because he knows his stuff. He's really good at what he does, so I would believe so. I would have to ask him, but I can't quote that. I would have to ask him.
0: No no quoting, everybody, so do not take that as gospel here. No no (laughs) gospel on Santino Anthony Carelli's hands and feet being lethal weapons. So now it sounds like you've been at battle arts for about four years training, and I think it's it's has it been about two years that you've been wrestling out of, just out of, out of battle arts.
1: Yeah. So my first actual indie match was an all women's pay per view um, named Revolution. It was at the Don Coloff Arena Battle Arts Academy, um, and what happened was I was basically thrown into a main event, first indie show first main event, I was the Battle Arts Women's Champion, and it was a tag team match. So I was tagging with Allison Kay versus Casey Spinelli and Rebel. Now, at the time, I was only, I I believe, I think I was 21 or 20. I don't remember. It was that long ago. Um, But I was a kid. I was literally the youngest in the locker room, the youngest in the main event. I was the greenest in the main event. I've only been training at that time for maybe only two years. And basically I felt like I was going to shit my pants like I'm not I literally felt like I was going to shit my pants because they were so experienced and I was so green but they were so kind and they took me under their wing and they gave me so much advice that I'm going to use for the rest of my career um it ended up being a great match but I was so scared because I didn't know what to expect um overall they thought that I was going to do bad but I ended up showing them that I was actually really good. And they ended up pulling me aside at the end of the match and said, you did great, kid. Like, And it, that was a, an amazing experience. And then after that, I've gotten so many opportunities because I've basically tagged with some of the greatest women on the indies today. So there was, it was a great opportunity.
0: I mean, you can't go wrong being the tag team partner of AK-47. I mean, you just can't. You're And, you, and not only in your first main event, but... Now you're in there with, you know, names. You know, you're you're yeah. not in there with just lo- local people. You're in there with global and national, you know, yeah. people there. So that's all. Now, I, if I remember correctly, unfortunately, you guys did not come out okay. on top and win that match.
1: But technically, I was double teamed, so yeah. that's my fault. I technically I was double teamed, and that's not fair. They should have been counted out. And I will attest to that for the rest of my life, but I, I ate the pin. So I have to be humble and say, yeah, I did.
0: (laughs) That's okay. Now, uh, battle arts pro you, you were a former women's champion. How long did you hold, uh, that title for
1: now due to COVID, what happened was I had to relinquish the title. So technically I never lost it.
0: I just had to relinquish it.
1: So I held it for, I believe November of 2019 to september of 2020
0: okay so now yeah with COVID and everything i'm um, i'm assuming and i know that canada was in a pretty hard lockdown yeah. so did were you guys able to train at all like go to the gym do anything like that
1: um when there was a lockdown no so it was against the law to go and train privately oh. there'd be bylaw officers and everything like You couldn't do group training. Like now the restrictions are a little released and they're a little like better, but we still have restrictions. We still have capacity limits. We still have mask mandates. We still have all those things. Um, Thank God now we're allowed to do shows and stuff. But for now, like I've been just taking my time to get back into training and stuff. And like, hopefully I can return into the ring by spring of 2022. That's my goal. But since like I'm not wrestling, like I've been mostly just trying to build my brand, try to get my name out there, try to basically get people to know who Amy Crimson is and hopefully just like better myself. So like get better gear, like better character work, work on like things that I needed to improve before, like before the COVID like pandemic. So when I come back, I'm better than ever, that's the goal.
0: Doing all that homework beforehand is definitely, I mean, now that you have, now that you unfortunately have the time to do that, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's a good time to work on it. So now let's talk about the name Amy Crimson. Now, when I hear that name, I hear in in my mind, I'm thinking this girl is going to kill me. Crimson, red. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking blood. I, I don't want to get into the ring with this person. And yeah. in watching some of your matches, the crowds love you. <laughs> they love you. And like, you have a very bubbly personality. However, yeah. I, I get what you said earlier about growing up. You had a little bit of sass and that sass definitely comes out. So how, how did you kind of land on Amy Crimson and getting that badass persona into the ring?
1: um so it was basically like i had like i had never had a practice match before and i never had a match in front of people so it was i believe it was a show um it had to be summer sizzle of august of i believe 2017 because that's when i debuted and we were in need of girls and i was only training for two months so there was a girl's birth there was a little kid's birthday party and Anthony, I'm gonna be saying Anthony a lot, but everyone should know it's Santina umbrella Um so Anthony basically he pulled me aside, he's like, You've been training for two months, I see you improve, I'm gonna throw you into a match with a girl, uh, another pro wrestler named Natalie Grandma. So I'm like, Okay. So at the time I've never had a match in front of anyone. I didn't even have a name at that point. He literally just gave me a white baby face name, Amy, and I'm like, okay, I'll run with it. The crowd love <laughs> you, yes, <laughs> yeah amy that's it um so the crowd loved me the kids loved me they i improved i was good enough so he threw me into the match it's five minutes before match time so it's we're up in five minutes and bianca Carelli, his daughter at the time she's training but she wasn't in the match she was doing i think announcing and she comes into the locker room she's like cassandra like you need you need a last name. You can't just have Amy. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't even have a name. Like, I just was given this name. And then she's like, I was putting on Crimson Listick And she was like, oh, Amy Crimson. I'm like, that works. So then I went with Amy Crimson. But it took me a while to find the persona and the character that I am now. Like the person that I am now in the ring. Um, There were so many characters that I had. Um, I was just a straight baby face, like persona didn't work. I tried being a psycho character. That didn't work. It was just I don't even understand why. It was just <laughs> nothing. And then Anthony heard me during practice and he heard me talking in slang. And like he heard like he said that I had some weird type of accent and I was like kind of gangster. And I was like eh, I mean, I did grow up in Malton, which if anyone knows if they're from Canada or if they're from Mississauga or Toronto, there's always some type of slang. So when you grow up in Toronto, there's a type of slang that it's like a Canadian slang that we use, that we talk with each other. So my coach, Anthony, he never heard that before. And he thought that I was unique and he thought that I was like cool. And he's like, you know what? Talk like that. You're gangster. You're going to be from the streets of Malton. And I looked at him and I started laughing. I was like, that's so stupid. Like who would actually believe it? and then i come out the next time we have a show and i basically change my gear i start wearing a bandana i start wearing a basketball jersey or i start wearing a baseball jersey and a cap and stuff and then people started actually like liking my character because it was more like me it wasn't Mm -hmm. i wasn't pretending so like my character is not just a random character it's me amped up to ten thousand so what happened was is like i go onto the ring and then I started hearing Amy Chance, and before I never got that. So I was basically like a nobody and then my character involved. And then I started being more of like incorporated into the women's, like the important women's matches. And then eventually I was put into the title picture and I won the title as Amy Crimson, the one I am today. So it's literally like, if I didn't have that character, I feel like I wouldn't be who I am today kind of thing. So the, evolution of amy crimson has been crazy but i like how i am now because i don't think i'm going to change
0: character development is so important i mean you see in all the main promotions that if if you have a good character people are going to connect with you through wherever however they're watching whether it be live or through tv so now you said you're planning to come back in the spring of next year 2022 does battle arts have any plans of having some sort of women's tournament so that you can get your belt back
1: the the thing is is that when i come back i want to you know regain and be the only two-time battle arts champion um but my only thing is like i just don't want to stay in battle arts um for my whole career like i love battle arts that's going to be my home that's always my home but when I come back, I want to venture out as well, I want to travel, I want to do bookings in the States, I want to go do bookings in Japan, Europe, I want to go and do more around Canada kind of thing, so I just don't want to stay stuck and comfortable in one spot, I want to venture out, and as well, like, like, I want to do more podcasts, like, as well, like, hell, like, during the pandemic I was like on a podcast with Vince Russo and I never thought that would ever happen I guess Amy Crimson it was intrigued intrigued him so like it's just from the start from where I started I've gained so much confidence so it's like the character is what I love about the wrestling and just mm-hmm. in general it's just I feel like I'm a little kid living out their dream because that's this is how has been my dream forever so the fact that where I started to where Vince Russo wanted me to be on a podcast. I was like, oh my God, like, I didn't make it, but I'm like starting to live all my dream because it's panning out as I wanted to kind of thing. I'm not done yet. I still have so much I want to accomplish, but just some of the accomplishments, the fact that I've accomplished so much within the four is so cool. Oh,
0: I think we lost, oh, there you go. So now you mentioned you started watching wrestling around eight years old who who were the people that kind of caught your eye when you were watching on tv
1: so i started watching it so i'm 23 now so i started watching it around 2007 2008 so it was mostly mainly john cena triple h batista all them and let me tell you as a girl growing up watching wrestling it was more like a guys dominated thing so when Boys at school would be talking about wrestling. I would be the only girl that would go and talk about wrestling. And then they would try and debate with me. And listen, you can't debate with me. this. <laughs> I was like religiously watching. Like wrestling was my Bible. Like I literally watched it 24-7. I didn't miss a Raw, SmackDown, ECW, pay-per-view. I was on that. So the thing is, is that like John Cena was mainly the main like wrestler that I looked up to. Um, when I started watching wrestling, like it was like 2007. So the girls weren't as established as wrestlers as they were now. They were mostly just doing bikini contests, pillow fights, and like just sexualized. Yeah. So I didn't really care too much about the women because there wasn't that there was great talent and just, they weren't utilized as much as they are now. Um, so I was mostly like watching Randy Orton and edge and Chris Jericho the Canadian greats like kind of thing and then um basically when I started training I started looking into the ruthless aggression era and I started watching Eddie Guerrero's work and Eddie Guerrero is someone to look up to if you want to be a wrestler like his promo work was good his wrestling was good his technique was good like it just that's the wrestler that I look up today and like kind of like idolize because he's like one of my favorites after watching his work and stuff
0: top-notch person to look at as someone that you want to be at some point in your career Mm -hmm. so now training wise what do you think was the the biggest thing that you took from training you know from santino um
1: the best thing that I took from Anthony is that he said basically be yourself but also respect every single person that you come in contact with even if it's a cameraman or it's literally somebody that's ringing the bell or it's the sound guy don't be disrespectful like respect them as much as you would respect they would respect you kind of thing um he said don't have boo-boo face don't make a scene, just be yourself polite and people will recognize your work. And he's always told us that there's always going to be people that are jealous of you. There's always going to be people that are going to tell you that you don't work as hard as them or this and that. But he said, don't let that take, it. like put that in your head where the negativity, just take the positive and just run with it. Because at the end of the day, the job that when you work for WWE you're working for paradise like you're literally getting paid to wrestle, work out and travel the world. So the sacrifices that you make now aren't even going to like be close to what you would be your wrestler.
0: Yeah. So now if anybody has ever watched WWE, we know that anthony santino is a very funny guy he has he had that portrayal in the ring now can you tell us any funny stories that had happened while you get while you were training there
1: um so there is there's lots if you guys know anthony anthony is one of the funniest people of life um his character and him are completely the same person like (laughs) they are literally like the same um he always would make us do his special um, Santino walk. So whoever <laughs> up, we'd be literally in a line, literally doing the Santino walk, all of us trying to tag each other. So he'd literally make us do that or he'll make us do some weird ass characters or like he made us do some, it's just, it's a funny environment and it's great. Like it's awesome. Nice.
0: And now how how much is he always there? or is he you know only there sometimes it kind of kind of deal do you have other he's, trainers there?
1: He's, like he's always there like even when he was busy he always makes time for us like he is like one of the a good coach like mm-hmm. he will basically tell you if you have potential and he'll literally push you to your limits and he literally sees potential in everyone and he wants the best and he teaches us the best he teaches us the best ring psychology he not only the ring psychology but he makes us into like basically professionals and he tells us that you have to dress to impress and everything you do is based on wrestling. So, so basically don't make it into a personal thing. It's like once you're a wrestler, you're public and anything you do can sabotage what you do in the future. So it's basically he looks out for us, make sure that we're not getting our, ourselves into trouble or causing heat for ourselves, kind of thing.
0: It sounds like he gives a, a very broad range of training, not just in the ring, but yeah. also out of the ring as yeah. well. Um, what do you think was the, the biggest thing of the non-in-ring stuff that he has helped you with?
1: Um, so not only like most people would just have him as a coach um majority of the time of me training at battle arts where i still do he was he allowed me to have a job at battle arts like i worked the front desk he is also my sensei and he was also my wrestling coach so as long as well as like being a wrestling coach he makes you comfortable with like being able to like trust everyone at battle arts and it's like basically like a family oriented place so the fact that we're able to all be like a family and care for each other and look out for each other. That's what I got out of not even training. So it's like, it's a great atmosphere at battle arts. Like you feel safe and you know that it's a judge free zone kind of thing. So you're able to help each other. And like, if you see one person slacking, you talk to them and basically say, Hey, like you got to pick it up and we'll be here for you if you need anything. So it's like a great, it's a great learning space. and I wouldn't ask their coach to be honest.
0: That's awesome. And learning from somebody that has been there is has got to be a huge, you know, kind of checkmark, you know, not just for the trainees, but also for the school itself. Mm-hmm. So now I saw some, I saw, I know at least one match I watched was yourself against his daughter, Bianca. And I think there was some out of ring interference. There was, it was pretty much a no contest. Is 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 there a rivalry there between the two of you?
1: Yes, there was a huge rivalry. Um, then COVID basically made it so that we couldn't face each other. And then eventually I relinquished the title because I couldn't even face for it. Bianca Curly ended up winning the title, but then she had to relinquish it because she ended up going to the States. So plot twist, once I save up and get some bookings in the States, we could possibly continue our rivalry.
0: Now, we'll 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 we're gonna kind of forecast. We're gonna go a couple of years into the future. Where do you want to be? Where 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 are we gonna see Amy Crimson three, four, five years from where you are now?
1: Hopefully, I'm signed to a major company. That's the goal. Um, I don't care what company I'm signed to as long as I'm making a living, and I'm getting paid to wrestle. Like. Like where I'm comfortable at living, that would be a goal. Um, even if it's in Japan or Europe or the States, like even if it's in Impact or AEW, like AEW or mostly WWE is the goal. Like, so hopefully I'll get signed in the next five years because at that rate, I think I would be 28 at that point. So hopefully my career could pick off. Um, I know I'm young. Um, but I just want to be the best. Like, I don't want to be like self-par. I just want to be the best women's wrestler. Like if people were to be like, oh, Amy Crimson, yeah, she's like a badass. Like she's awesome. Like you should see her in-ring work. You should see her promo work. Like she's awesome. Like she's one of my favorites. So that's the goal. I just want to be a, a house, no name. Like I want people to be like, oh, Amy Crimson, yeah, I know her. She's awesome. Like, so that's the goal. I just want to be big and basically make, be famous and make a living out of this
0: nice now of the women that are out there currently doesn't have to be any specific promotion who who are the who are the women that you're looking at now you know kind of taking pointers when you're watching their matches you know on tv you know through indies or you know anything like that
1: um so it's oscar oscar is one of the people that i look up to she was actually trained by toy Um, my former trainer that went back to Japan. Um, The thing is, is that with her style, it's Japanese strong style, which always interests me, which means I was trained in Japanese strong style with a mixture of North American, like pro wrestling style. So when I basically see her do the Japanese strong style with the submission based, it basically makes me think okay like i'm trained in japanese strong style with a mixture of north american pro wrestling so that way i can incorporate north american pro wrestling with japanese strong style and do grappling and technique because i'm mostly a submission-based with technique with some judo throws and everything. So the fact that there's a woman out there who's submission based and basically can like put you in like a chokehold at any time. She like she can jump into a chokehold and you can be there and you can be knocked out by a hold is is awesome to me. So she's one of like the people that I look up to. And hopefully one day, one day, fingers crossed I'll have a match with her. That would be the goal. Nice. So
0: that that's the dream match there. Yeah. You versus Asuka. Now, where would that dream match take place? You're in the WWE. You're going against her. Where is that match taking place?
1: Hopefully in Toronto. That would be a goal. Hopefully in my hometown. That would be amazing. That would be a dream come true. Um whether I win or lose, that would just be a dream come true. If not in my hometown, Madison Square Garden at WrestleMania. That nice. is everyone's like if you're a wrestling fan or you're a wrestler, you know how important Madison Square Garden is to wrestling. It's just one of the major, like, arenas. So it's like to basically be a girl that grew up watching it and only wanting to do wrestling, for that end all, especially at a WrestleMania, that would be an amazing match to me.
0: It's, It's the mecca. I mean, I grew up in New York. I've been to the Garden numerous times for a lot of different events. So been there for uh, wrestling events. It it definitely there's a there's a whole different atmosphere when you go to the Garden compared to anywhere else. Really, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's in in my mind it, it's the pinnacle of arenas that you would want to be at if you're a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's step out of the ring a little bit. So now. Outside of wrestling, what are you doing for fun? You had some time off with un- unfortunate time off with the pandemic. So outside of wrestling, what are your interests?
1: Um, so I'm into fitness. Um, I actually got my personal training certification during the COVID pandemic. So I've actually a person like I'm a group personal trainer at an F 45 in Canada. So I basically I'm a personal trainer on my like by day personal trainer by night wrestler so a lot of people my clients and stuff they'll laugh and like because I'm so bubbly and like happy and like they'll think that I would not do wrestling like <laughs> people who meet me they'll be like they'll think the worst things compared to wrestling so majority of the clients when they find out when they go on my instagram and they check me out they'll be like oh my god you're a wrestler that's so cool and like they And they're like, we never thought you would be a wrestler. You're too bubbly to be a wrestler. And I just start laughing because it's so unexpected. And then when they find out I do judo as well, they're like, oh, my God, you're such a badass. (laughs) And this and that. So it's like, it's so funny to me because, like, people don't think that I would ever do this kind of thing. They think I would be working with dogs or they say, like, um, I could be a hair or a makeup artist or something they think oh you're too pretty to be in this industry you you're too smart you can't be in wrestling like but it's nothing i can't love anything else other than wrestling like the personal training and nutritionist that's amazing great money um but it's not something i want to do for the rest of my life i want to do wrestling it's just a bad plan just in case something bad happens
0: yep now you're in the gym what is on the amy crimson playlist?
1: Um, majority of the music I listen to is, um, if I'm going hard in the gym, it's heavy rock and trap music. Um, you're never going to see me listen to country. That's, no, no, you can't do a full PR with, with country. There's no way. Um, but majority of it, it depends on how I'm feeling. Sometimes if I'm feeling okay and I want some motivation, I'll listen to some wrestling theme songs if I feel like it. Uh, majority of it's probably Eddie Guerrero's theme song or Triple H play the game that gets you I don't care who you are but once time to play the game Triple H's theme song comes you know you know it's serious you know it's time
0: serious so
1: yeah I'm basically an open book Um,
0: so yeah it's good to be that way so now you mentioned personal trainer nutrition what's what's your your go-to dinner meal cuz we love talking about food on this podcast unfortunately it doesn't sound like you're going to be going out to a lot of fast food places but if you do you know let us know but what what's the go what's what's your favorite meal to have
1: um tacos i love tacos burritos tacos um anything that is basically spicy i love so i love spicy food
0: now, any any specific type of meat in the taco? I know I know there are some people that no, nah, I'm not really a, a a ground beef person, or you know I have to have chicken, or I have to have shredded beef. Is mm-hmm. do you have one or one, a preference of, of one over the other?
1: I mean, I like anything, like food is just in general. I just love food in general. Um, but if I have to go to a go-to, I would have to say chicken. I feel like there's more flavor into it. It absorbs the more flavor I find. I know mm-hmm. it's fat to say, but I guess I could tell which one's different. Like you have your beef, which is flavorful, and then you have your chicken, which is even more flavorful. And then you have all the other stuff that is flavorful. So I feel just everything's delicious, but my go-to is chicken.
0: Nice. Now, I, this is going to be a stupid question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you have Taco Bell's in Canada?
1: Honestly, there's no stupid question. We have Taco Bell, but it's not as advanced as you guys are. Really?
0: We have. Wait. No. Hold on. Time out. Because Taco Bell has considerably shrunk their menu down over the last year. So I gotta hear if if it's like. Five different things on the menu here in the States. What do you guys have in Canada then?
1: Because you guys have breakfast. We don't have breakfast. Yes. Okay. We don't have the Taco Bell breakfast. We just got the quesadilla out. and the locos tacos and
0: Whoa, time out. You guys just got the quesadilla?
1: Like this is the basic quesadilla, what I'm yeah. saying is you have the two tortillas with the cheese. That's
0: it. Wait, not even like chicken or steak in it. No. Canada, what the hell are you doing? And Well, the,
1: Canada doesn't like Taco Bell is dying in Canada, I'm going to be honest with you. It's not everyone's go-to because it kind of gives you run belly. But mm. we have a lot that. of I'm going to tell you, we got a lot of Tim Hortons. We got a lot of McDonald's. We got a lot of Wendy's. We finally got churches. Chicken
0: Oh, okay. And Jollibee's, so. Wait, what? Jollibee, Jolli, what? What the Jollibee's. heck is that?
1: It's um, it's a Filipino restaurant.
0: Oh man, I don't uh, know if I, you
1: guys have it in the states.
0: I don't have any of those near me in Pennsylvania. I know that.
1: And we finally have a Chick Fil A oh,
0: in Canada. There you go. That that's a go to right there. That's a go to. So. Mm-hmm. I know McDonald's always tailors their menus to where they are in the country and everything. So what is a special item on the McDonald's menu?
1: I feel like you already know this, but you don't want to ask. It's poutine. It's poutine. Now, everywhere you go, it doesn't matter where you go. There's always poutine on the menu. So in Canada. So I don't know if the state started incorporating poutine, I don't know. But um it's basically cheese curds, fries and gravy and it's delicious.
0: See? Now I've had fries and gravy before, but I have I have never had full-fledged poutine. And it is
1: a Canadian delicacy. Yeah. So we have the cheese curds, the gravy and the fries and then we have maple syrup and we have Canadian bacon which is like basically like back bacon but it's better than regular bacon and just we have ketchup chips and we got
0: (laughs) ketchup chips like ketchup flavored potato chips yes okay ketchup chips okay I was gonna say I'm pretty sure Lay's has a version of those of one of the 15 million flavors in the last like five years that Lay's has put out into the market and everything Okay. And
1: we have bagged milk.
0: <laughs> Time out. I, I got to throw the flag. So like you go to the grocery store and you get a bag of milk.
1: So we have a pack of four that comes in individual bags. So it comes in a blue bag that has 2% or 1% or whatever. And then it has four individual bags. And then you have to buy, like, basically a container to put the milk in. So you basically have, like, and then you have to cut the bag and then the milk comes out of the bag. So we have bagged
0: milk. So you don't have, like, there's no, like, hard, like, not hard containers, but you can't even get, like, and you can't even get, like, a container. Well, milk? there's jugged
1: milk. We have jugged okay. milk, but okay. it's more expensive than the bagged milk. So majority of the people buy bagged milk, and then they just buy a little container and they just it pour it, it. And it's more convenient. It's like you just put it in the bag.
0: Interesting. And the th- the things you don't know about other countries.
1: And we have bagged chocolate milk. So we have bagged chocolate milk and regular milk.
0: Are you are you a, a regular milk or a chocolate milk fan? Um, I
1: don't drink milk. Drink milk. i drink almond milk i'm more of an almond milk person
0: okay nice nice i like that okay so let's see we're running we're, we're we're coming down to about the last 15 minutes here so we already know what your dream match is we know where the dream match is happening if you had to tag with somebody and it could be now or past who would you choose as your tag team partner?
1: Um, so I would pick either Victoria or Lita. Okay. Victoria and Lita have like, and or Trish. One of those three. Those women were icons. I don't care what What says. I don't care. They were there in the wrong era, I believe. Because they were too damn good for what they had to go through. That's what I believe. You got Lita that had a moon soul. You had Victoria that had a Black Widow, where you had girls that couldn't even fight. And then you had Trish Stratus that was doing, like, basically high moves, like, basically doing the DDT off, like, the ropes and stuff. And, like, I just feel like they weren't as established as they should be. Like, if they were today, in today's, like, wrestling, like, they would fit in because they were that damn good. And then people wouldn't even, like, be complaining because at the time it was more sexualized now it's like wrestling so it's easier for the women today to get recognized as a wrestler compared to what they had to go through so and, and i would love to have the advice from them for like basically explaining to me what they had to go through as women in the industry compared to what i have to go through. because for me i could feel like it's probably easier for me as a woman compared to them at the time
0: yeah you mentioned now have you you have not been to the states yet to wrestle at all correct
1: not yet just the just canada that's okay
0: all. so now i'm sure you've looked at a number of different promotions around the u.s do you have and, and i'm not talking just about like the we're not talking mainstream you know yeah. wwe AEW, we'll throw impact and uh nwa in there too so of, of the traditional independents, do you have a top three of, I have enough money, I want to travel to these three promotions? What are they? Um,
1: so my major three is Mission Pro Wrestling, the all-women's wrestling yes. in the States, owned by, I believe, by Thunder Rosa. You that's the goal. Correct. Um. New Japan Pro Wrestling in Japan. That's a major goal. And basically Marvelous Pro Wrestling in Japan, so the all-women's wrestling in japan so those are my top three those are the ones that i would love like love to wrestle for and obviously nwa and booker t's rcw and ovw as well there's so many like i know i've done my research there's even i would want to go train at the nightmare factory with cody rhodes Mm -hmm. and like basically just get my name out there go to many as many promotions as possible
0: so you you mentioned mission pro Early on when Mission Pro started, we sponsored one their first show mm-hmm. out of the gate. Talked to a lot of the women that were on that first show. I'm sure you probably watched some of their shows. Who, Thunder Rosa calls you up. She says, Amy, I want you over here. Who do you want to fight?
1: Um, Honestly, I know I tied with Allison K, but I would love to have a singles match with Allison K. Like that would be amazing. Like she would probably give me so much advice as well as I would also want to have a match with Thunder Rosa because she's so experienced and she's good at what she does. So I would love to. And then there's also another woman, um, Masha Slamovich. Oh yeah. I would love to face her. I actually um, became like, not close, but I know of her and she knows of me because I met her at the revolution pay-per-view. Nice woman, so nice. So I would love to have a match with her. I feel like that would be good.
0: Nice. Okay, so Thunder, I know you're watching. So let's when when everything comes back to normal and Amy's ready to fight, we, we need one of those three to get lined up. Come on, make it happen. Okay, so I'm gonna throw it back to Christopher. Christopher, do we have any questions from chat for Amy tonight?
2: So the real thing that we have to worry about is: Does almond milk come in a bag as well?
1: No, it comes in a carton.
2: Okay. All right, that's that's promising. We're okay. Just <laughs> hopefully we buy most of our things in a carton. But um, <laughs> so early on, Vic was listening in, and, and he had heard that you were talking about uh, your two of your favorites, John Cena and Batista wanted to know, which one do you think has the better acting jobs?
1: Ooh. John Cena.
2: Is there a John Cena movie that you prefer?
1: Ball Browns. I actually like that movie. Or The Marine. The Marine was better. I know The Miz is really good at the, what he does, but nothing compares to the original. So
2: I'm going to have to say that. Uh, sequels are often not as good as the original. All right. and one late comer here in the questions but do you have any wrestling action figures you collect
1: oh yes for sure I have ones from when I first started wrestling and sometimes when I see ones that I like like I'll just collect them because I'm'm I'm wrestling market heart
2: it will always be one all right so what's the prize possession what is the favorite action figure you currently have
1: um so the current one that i have is probably all my john cena ones because like i've always been a huge fan of john cena and then i also have um basically like a spinner title like me and my brother have like one that basically plays the music as you press the button and it's like literally the wwe spinner belt and basically what happens is when you click it it plays like all these different wrestling theme songs and it's kind of cool because back in the day, like it was 2007. So you're going to hear wrestling theme songs that you haven't heard in a while. So you're going to have Undertaker, Triple H, MVP, Hornswoggle, and I think John Cena. So it's like, it's so cool. That's my number one prized possession for wrestling. And my Eddie Guerrero t-shirts. If anyone were to touch my Eddie Guerrero t-shirts, I think I would actually suplex them.
2: (laughs) Well, I will stay away from your Eddie Guerrero (laughs) t-shirts. Thank you for answering those questions, and uh, Chuck, back to you.
0: Okay, so now we we we, we talked about action figures. Uh, Val, who does a, a bunch of interviews on our channel, always asks if you had an action figure of yourself, what kind of uh, what what would the three sayings that you would have with it? And I'm butchering this question, Val, so I apologize. But what are the, what are the three sayings that it would have? being played for you and what are the accessories that come with it
1: okay so for the three sayings would be i'm your average girl but with a little hood and then um, i'm from the streets of Moulton and then i'm the baddest bitch here that would be my three ones and then it would come with a cap and then it would come with a little um baseball like jersey and then it would come with like a little bandana that says amy grimson so nice.
0: okay so Val, I'm sorry that I butchered your question. I will get better, but you butcher our Oreo question every single time you say it. And we'll get to the Oreo question in a second. But if you could travel back in time and talk to a 10 year old Amy, what kind of advice would you give her?
1: I would say literally like whatever you're feeling, you're literally going to be end up doing this. So whatever decisions you make, make sure that they're good. Um, I would probably tell her, make sure you bench (laughs) because it's not easy. Um, Make sure that you're physically capable of doing this because it's hard on your body. And like, just make sure that you stop eating McDonald's because it's not gonna help you (laughs) in the future. You're just gonna end up being winded when you try to run the ropes. So yeah, that, that would be my advice.
0: Nice. Okay, now last question of the night and it has to do like i said with oreo cookies now we have to know are you on team single stuff the original single layer oreo cookie or are you team double stuff
1: now that's a hard question because they're both delicious
0: that is but true. what
1: I would have to do because I have my bag milk and I have so much variety of milk, I need the double stuffed.
0: That is the correct answer. <laughs> Christopher even got the sounds in the chat working. So we love that the sound is working in the chat. We love it. <laughs> that is the correct answer, Amy. Thank you for siding with team double stuff. And anyone <laughs> out there listening or watching, if your team single stuff, you're wrong and if you You will get suplexed yes amy will come suplex you and if your team thins you're a psychopath
1: Psychopath. who likes thin the more cream the better and don't say it because i know somebody's gonna turn that dirty so don't
0: (laughs) don't clip that don't clip that (laughs) don't clip that so correct answer the 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 interview from start to finish has been fantastic the question at the end was the piece de resistance the cherry on top so i'm going to turn it over to you please let everybody know where they can find you on social media
1: so i'm very basic and easy with all my social medias um majority of my stuff has Amy crimson xoxo if you guys want to follow me so my instagram my twitter and i have a tiktok so if you guys want to see more of my goofy side that's me. I have Amy Crimson XOXO. If you guys want to watch some of my matches, I have it on YouTube. So all you have to do is type up Amy Crimson. I should pop up. So all my other podcasts and all my wrestling matches should pop up and I have a Facebook page. If anyone uses Facebook still, I don't know. I feel like Facebook is like the new MSN. Um, but yeah, the new MSN. Oh, we, we, we got about two
0: minutes. Please, please explain that.
1: I feel like it's because nobody uses Facebook. I feel like the only time you use Facebook is to contact with your family and friends. So,
0: but, but, M- but MSN, like the.
1: It's just dying. It's like okay. dying.
0: Okay. Okay. I gotcha. I got, I'm tracking. I'm tracking now. I got it. Okay. So everybody in the chat, please go follow on all the socials. Is there one that you're more on than others?
1: Um. So I'm mostly on my Twitter and my Instagram and my youtube usually you'll see all the podcasts that i'm on um recently i haven't been uploading any matches because i haven't really had any um but majority of if you guys like my charisma or you guys like or think i'm funny you guys can watch any of my other podcasts
0: cool everybody please go check them out amy thank you so much for joining us tonight it has been an absolute pleasure uh we are going to send the two of us back to the green room uh hang out for a second uh while we finish up everybody in the chat hang out uh I believe Christopher and I will be coming back uh we're gonna do probably some match watch-alongs so hang tight and we will be back very shortly Chris put us on be right back